Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flack with Drac podcast. Uh, judging by the thumbnail, I'm sure you know what we're talking about in this today's episode. And to be quite honest with you, we need to be talking about it. And with that said, there's going to be a few changes with today's episode. We're not going to be telling as many jokes. And as well as, we're going to be quick and to the point. So therefore, we're not going to have as long an episode today. For some of you, I'm sure you'll be glad about that. But yesterday's events are were truly disgraceful. And... We need to be able to talk about it and get through this as a country because we're reaching a boiling point. I hope that you will find truth in my words and find counsel in them. I don't make this because I want to stoke any flames or am I making this because I want to bash any individual faction within our democracy because we've all had a role to play in what happened yesterday and we must take responsibility for it. I make this because I feel a need to respond and if possible give you a new perspective. I made this podcast originally because I wanted to bring something new onto the field, and I don't believe that what I wanted existed. A show that holds both sides accountable for their actions, against the people of the United States, and in general the idea for what America stands for. What happened yesterday was historical, and right now it's not a good or bad thing, just historical. Our actions in the coming months and coming years will determine whether or not the actions that occurred yesterday were good or bad where we opened our eyes to what is going on in our country. The break, the boiling point has been reached, and it's been a long time coming. The assault on our Constitution has been a long time coming. And the more often we allow loopholes, the more times crap like this will happen. So ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the president, the demonstrators, and everyone else who had a hand in this to catch some flack. The siege of our Constitution began long ago, far beyond what happened yesterday at the Citadel of Freedom. For decades, we've had politicians find loopholes around the Constitution to try to further their own ends, and some fairly recently. With the addition of Amy Comey Barrett on the Supreme Court, we've had Democrats call actively call for the idea of court packing, putting more justice on the Supreme Court simply because... They don't like how it is, setting a very dangerous precedent for years to come. Not ne necessarily directly against the Constitution, but finding a way to go through it. And the Republicans are not innocent in that either. Take a look at what Mitch McConnell did during Barack Obama's term. Technically not against the Constitution, but found a way to get around it. Not seating Merrick Garland on the Supreme Court, and when Amy Comey Barrett came around, seating her in the same exact circumstances. Hypocrisy is rampant in our government. And as I said in my first episode, politicians are not looking out for us. They are looking out for themselves and themselves only, for their own ends, for their own power. And right now, we are going through what Daryl Davis described as the path to violence. It all starts with ignorance. And then it, ignorance leads to fear, because we fear things that we do not understand. Not understanding the situation that we might be in. Or being unaware of certain facts. And then that fear leads to hatred. Because we fear the things that we hate. And eventually, that hatred leads to violence. Because we want to destroy the things that we hate. We saw that entire chain unravel to completion 
yesterday at the Citadel of Freedom, the United States Capitol building. China, Russia, all of our adversaries are now looking at us and telling their people, this is what democracy brings. And it's shameful. We actively had a mob of people go inside the Capitol building. Congress had to be evacuated. And because of a few unpaid interns snatching the Electoral College vote ballots, we were able to save the day. Four people are dead because of the events that occurred yesterday. And the first action we have to ask ourselves, what led to what happened yesterday at the Capitol? Well, it all started with the, this year's election. And then the claims of election fraud. I've said in previous episodes that we should investigate any allegation of election fraud and how it's important to our democracy, our republic, that we do investigate these claims and that we're able to make them in the first place. However, there comes a point where enough is enough. There's something you have to understand here. Every case that, has been cha- that the Trump team has put forward has been denied. And the overall reason of which was because... The team failed to provide sufficient evidence. And that's not just justices that weren't appointed by Trump. Trump judges that he appointed have said that. And when the Texas suit went all the way to the Supreme Court, they denied it and did not want to hear it because of original jurisdiction. That has to mean something. Now you may be hearing this. Now don't don't get me wrong here. You might be hearing that and saying, well, Drac, aren't you a Trump guy? Yes, I am. The difference, however, is that you have to... The the opinion of these Trump judges has to mean something. And we have to derive ourselves from fact and fiction. Right now, most of these claims are fiction. As it stands, any claim of voter fraud should be taken seriously and should be investigated. But right now, as it stands, there is no sufficient evidence to prove election fraud. And the problem is is that a lot of people are ignorant to that. Many of you saw me. I immediately recognized that Joe Biden was the president-elect of the United States. Not a lot of people like me did that. Which we come to the events of yesterday. Things building up. Things building up. Yesterday was supposed to be Trump's Saving America rally where he indirectly called for the march on the Capitol. Here, go ahead and take a listen. Now it is up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. Never in my lifetime did I think I would hear a sitting president call for his supporters to march on the Capitol. And it may seem innocent. And it, and it is. Like, that's why I say indirectly. But once you tell your crowd to go do something, you can't necessarily control what they do. And you are responsible for that. And what did they do? Well, they went to the Capitol building, 
and they broke in. Protesting's one thing. This was not a protest. It was a riot. Four people are dead. Remember that. Four people are dead. <laughs> and the aftermath of what happened yesterday is just mind-blowing when you look at the conspiracy theories I've been trying to explain this. Who benefits? I want you to keep that in mind when I go over some of these. One of the biggest ones is that Antifa was the real people who broke into the Capitol yesterday. And the mental gymnastics that you have to undergo to believe such a thing is insane to me. You have to assume the following, that Trump would have called on his supporters to go to the Capitol. Okay, you would have to assume that he was going to be there in the first place. And you would also have to assume that Trump people would follow Antifa people. And again, let's just pretend that's all true. Let's assume here. You're going to mean to tell me that every person who went into the Capitol building was an Antifa person in disguise? Ludicrous. Ludicrous. It's not true. It's infactual. What happened yesterday was insurrection, at worst. And it was no better than what Antifa has been doing for years now. And don't get me wrong, I hate Antifa just as much as any other conservative out there. They have burnt more businesses and ruined more lives than they've actually tried to help. And that says a lot. And now, Trump people have done the same thing and should be held accountable for it just as Antifa has been. And you'll say, well, the liberals have not kept Antifa accountable. And you're right. A lot of liberal places did not keep Antifa accountable. But is that any excuse for what happened yesterday? It's not. What happened yesterday was a riot. It was not a stand. Heck, frickin' some moron you've seen on the frickin' thumbnail of this podcast stole Nancy Pelosi's podium. That's called looting. This time it wasn't a Walmart. It wasn't a small business. It was the Citadel of Freedom. The People's House. That's not okay. And there is no circumstance where it is. Let's be clear here. In both BLM and what happened yesterday, there were peaceful people wanting to vo their voice to be heard. There were people at the Capitol yesterday who did not break in, who did not want to break in, okay? And there were people in the Black Lives Matter protests that are simply trying to voice their opinions. But because some idiots decide to make, to decide to loot, decide to break crap, and decide to try to hurt people, that is what now the protest is about. That is what will be remembered. Not the people trying to voice their opinions, but the people who tried to cause harm and terror. And that's exactly what it is. And there's no way you can explain it otherwise. Now, my fellow conservatives that are listening to this right now, this is not the hill to die on. Don't try to die on it. This must be condemned in the fullest extent, what happened. Nor should we ever try to act like those at the Capitol did yesterday. There are many fights to be fought here. I don't like Joe Biden, okay? At least politically. I don't like what he stands for. I don't like what uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris stands for, okay? And when the time comes, when they try to enact an assault weapons ban, when they try to raise taxes... We are going to peacefully protest. 
but we're not going to try and break crap to get our voice across. Okay? Whatever happened to peaceful demonstration? This is not America. Think about it. Let's talk about the president. Let us talk about the president for a moment. I never thought in a million years that I would see the president try to play it off. Because if you were watching everything that was happening yesterday, the president then called on his people to march there. I don't think he'd actually know what they were going to do. But he did call for them to march. And they did. And then he lost control. And now he has to bear the blame for it. And because of that, he will not ever be known as a president who did anything that he did. He will be known as the president who started this. And he bears a lot of the blame. And especially for his response to it. The moment he heard that people were storming the Capitol, freaking people from the National Guard should have been there to protect the Congress. And yet it took hours. That was a failure. Next thing was when he first addressed people. He poured more gasoline on the fire while telling people to go home. That was a horrible response. He's done better today. He's committed to a peaceful transition of power today. But it should have taken the first time, not the third. That motto should not have been true. Third time was the charm. Guess what? That shouldn't have happened. What happened yesterday, to bring this all full circle, was a long buildup of frustration in this country that we are growing further and further apart from one another. And finally, it just so happened that the Republicans were the ones who shot first. Literally. And into the Capitol building. Tensions are getting heated. People are getting more divided. Whatever happened to sitting down to a table and talking, and I mean that to every person listening to this, liberal and conservative, because no matter who did the thing yesterday, guess what? We're all to blame. Because we should have never gotten to this point. To those of you who sit and post on social media all the time and not try to actively have conversation and condemn anybody who doesn't think like you, shame on you. To anybody who is sitting there and actively called for violence against the other side, shame on you. To both conservatives and liberals, shame on you. Because yesterday was a failure, not just from the president, not just from congressmen and women, not just from demonstrators, but to people who should have been friends. We're all on the same team here. We've seen the chain that Daryl Davis has described ravel to completion. There is an event unraveling, and then there's an overall unraveling. We are currently in the hatred stage, slowly drifting into the violence stage. Please, for the love of the world, don't be ignorant. Whenever you hear something, go and research it. And don't believe everything you hear. Don't assume. Again, I don't think every person who went to a Black Lives Matter rally wanted to burn and loot Walmarts or any other small businesses. The violence that we've seen. I don't think that everyone who went to the 
Capitol building yesterday wanted to go in and loot Nancy Pelosi's desk. But that is what both of those movements will now be remembered as because ignorant people were present. It is our job to make sure that we are not ignorant. It is our job that we recognize that we're all on the same team. And people have failed that job here recently. As I mentioned in my first episode, for the past 20 years, we have been going down this path of unraveling. As I said at the top of the hour, it is up to us to look at yesterday and see whether or not it was a good or bad thing. Let us take what happened yesterday and learn from it. So that something like that will never happen again. Heck, it shouldn't have happened. But now let's take it and learn from it. Despite our backgrounds, despite our differences, the one thing that unites every single one of us is that we bleed red American blood. We are all Americans. We're on the same team. We shouldn't be fighting amongst each other. We should be working with one another. Is that so hard to ask? Is that so hard to do? Don't cause hatred to one another and try to understand the people who disagree with you. I want you to all think about that. We are not at war with one another. We are at war with ignorance. So ladies and gentlemen, let's cease fire here for a moment and conclude this whole thing. Now, I wanted to tell y'all a little bit of a story of my political, my political life. I sort of mentioned a little bit in the first episode, but I want to touch on a little bit and then continue forward. You'll see. You'll see. It's good, I promise. I was a Trump supporter from day one. I supported him the moment he came down that escalator. I have seen things that I... And throughout the entire campaign when he was running for president, there was a lot of things that he said and did that I disagreed with. Okay? And there are issues that I've reformed on since then. To this day, I knew, and I know, when I, he was first inaugurated as president, I knew that I would criticize him on things that I disagreed with. I have not agreed with the president on everything. I am not a loyalist. And we should never be loyalists to anybody. We should not let our own team get away with something simply because they're on our own team. If our team cheats, we should tell the referee. Simple concept, but it seems like nowadays, it doesn't matter. And because of what happened yesterday, Trump will no longer be known as the president who founded Space Force, that delivered a COVID vaccine in 10 months, in record time, for a record-breaking economy that brought so much wealth to us all, a president who delivered on criminal justice reform and tax cuts, reformed the whole justice system, Trump will not be known for that now. From the events that occurred yesterday, President Trump will now be known as the president who indirectly caused an insurrection at our own capital and caused one of the two situations where our capital has ever been stormed. You know what the other time was? The War of 1812, a literal war. As a person who can be considered a part of the Trump base, 
I have not stood by everything that Trump has done. I believe it is important to in our country, regardless of who is doing it, we must not allow our Constitution to be abused. We must always stand against any attempt to try and break it, regardless of those whose party it comes from. And especially to allow things to happen that would cause a dangerous precedent in the future, that would possibly cause tyranny and for us to lose our freedom. Think on it now. The calls for packing the court are dangerous. Not sitting justices that you don't like are dangerous. Invoking the 25th Amendment for a purpose that it wasn't needed for is dangerous. Invoking a national emergency for a political point is dangerous. Every action that the government takes that expands its power is a dangerous step in the wrong direction. We must ask ourselves whether or not we will continue down the path that the founders wanted or we will continue down the path to destruction. And it all starts with we the people. The famous three words of the United States Constitution, we the people, must sit down and say no. We have to keep our politicians accountable. We have to sit and say that that is not okay. We have to understand when enough is enough. And not be loyalists simply because they are benefiting our ideology. Many of you are probably saying, well, Drac, you're a Trump guy. Why are you criticizing the president? Because he deserves it. The easiest thing was to condemn an insurrection and he actively poured gasoline on it. I hope you all will find the truth in my words here today. I didn't want to have to make this. I never thought I would have to make an episode actively saying, guess what, insurrection might not be okay. But guess what, here we are. I will leave you with this. Despite our differences, despite everything, we may not agree on everything, but we're all on the same team. We're all one big family. And I know sometimes you fight with the in-laws, but guess what? At the end of the day, you're stuck with us. We have to work together on problems that we think are important. We have to compromise because we're not going to always agree on everything. And at the end of the day, we are not enemies. We are friends. We are family. We just disagree on who should lead us and how we should get to the ultimate goal of a better America. And I hope you will all will take what I said and learn from it. Because at the end of the day, yesterday was not worth it. Yesterday and the events that have occurred in the last year have not been worth it. The violence has not been worth it. Because where has it gotten us? It has gotten us to be more divided than ever before. Perhaps with one exception, the American Civil War. That war had to happen. A future civil war doesn't need to happen. But will if we continue on this path of separation and divisiveness. 
In the American Civil War, 2.7% of the U.S. population was killed, 750,000 people. If you were to apply those same numbers today, 8.6 million people would die. Let me ask you a question. Defriending people and your ideology worth 8.6 million lives and a possible tyrannical United States. I'll tell you, it's not worth it. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be today's episode. I hope you will find some counsel in my words and you have something that you could possibly learn from in my words. I appreciate all the support y'all give me, and y'all are amazing people. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.